Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we take a look at Disney's new date-based ticket pricing. We answer some of the most common questions and take a look at how that may or may not affect your family's vacation price next year. If you're enjoying Disney Deciphered, we'd really appreciate it if you subscribed on iTunes and left us a positive review. You can also find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com or connect with us by emailing us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, on Twitter at WDWDeciphered, by liking our Facebook page Disney Deciphered, or following us on Pinterest, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. About a week ago, uh, eight days ago to be exact from when this episode comes out, Disney implemented some pretty big changes to how they're ticketing, how they're handling tickets, um, price changes, and all that. So we thought it would be a good time to check in on that. We did an episode way back in episode 10 about ticket types and what type of tickets you should buy. Most of that stuff uh, still applies, but there have been some pretty big changes and I've been looking into it and doing some research. So Leslie and I thought that uh, we would discuss that today, especially if you're planning a trip, you know, within the next year or so. That sounds good. I'm grateful that you were doing the deep dive because anytime Disney changes prices on anything, it requires, you know, a master's degree to try to figure out all the details and figure out where the value is. So um, I'm glad I put you to work on this one. They're trying to upgrade it to a PhD, PhD Disney, as it yes. were. Yes, you're going to need years of education to go on your next Disney vacation, or you could just listen to us here at Disney Deciphered and you won't have to do any reading. One might say we will decipher it for you. Ah, you know, good good name choice, Joe. Yeah, that was a group effort. All right, so let's uh, dig into this. So, Leslie, you know, since I did most of the research, why don't you at least tell us, you know, this new variable date tickets, you know, kind of what does that mean or how does that look different than how it looked in the past? Yes. So you tell me, Joe. So so now it's going to cost you a different amount of money that when you go on Christmas Day versus when you go um, on a random Tuesday in February. So explain sort of how that how that works for these multi-day tickets now. Yeah. So to be clear, that's how it used to work for one-day tickets, but they've now extended that out to multi-day tickets. And the short version, the too long didn't listen version, is that if you're going during a peak time, basically when kids are not in school, uh, your multi-day tickets are going to be more expensive than if you go at an off-peak time. How that actually works in practice is now when you go to Walt Disney World's website, you uh, say that you're going to buy tickets and then you have to select what type of ticket you want. So you have to select whether you want a regular one day per park theme park ticket or a park hopper or the park hopper plus, which adds in, you know, the water parks and stuff like that. Um, so you have to select that first. And then what you'll see is a calendar. And on that calendar, you will see basically the average price per day of your ticket. So once you get to that calendar screen, you choose whether you want like a four day ticket, a five day ticket, and then you'll see the prices change on the actual dates. And you're going to have to select the first date that you want to use that ticket. Um, and so depending on when that first date is, if it's in a peak time, um, you know, it'll be more expensive. If it's, if it's in a kind of off time, then it'll be cheaper. So you're basically doing an extra click or two, um, but you kind of have to look at your calendar and decide when you want to go, which is pretty different. 
Yeah. So the big thing, I guess, is selecting that that first day of activity, making sure you get that day right. Because I know sometimes people go to Disney World and think, oh, maybe I won't go that first half day. I'll you know stay in my hotel and get checked in. But then they change their plans and then they do go. So that's, I guess, maybe the the biggest thing that people have to get right now. Yeah. And the other thing is that like, for example, if you're thinking you might start on a Saturday or a Friday, that ticket is going to cost maybe $1 more per day than if you were, say, starting on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like an extra layer of planning, which I think for Disney geeks like us who love the planning, Leslie, is probably not going to seriously impact, um, you know, our planning process. But I do think for kind of like the casual user, it may cause some headaches. Yeah, I think that's right. They're just going to have to think a little bit more carefully. And the other big change I know from the little bit of reading and research that I've done is that you now have a much shorter period of time in which to use all of the days of your multi-day ticket. Is that right? Yeah, so I think that's the big thing. So on October 15th, the last time you could buy those, um, the old school Magic Your Way tickets, basically after the first time you use your ticket, you had 14 days to use up all your tickets. So if you bought a two, uh, if you bought a four day ticket, then if you used your first day on day one, you could wait all the way until day 14 to use that fourth day. Um, they have severely reduced the, I guess, expiration date is kind of a term that you can use for that, but basically that window with which uh, you can use the tickets. So it used to be whether it was like three day to 10 day ticket, you could use them for 14 days, but now, you know, that's um, severely reduced. And that varies based upon the length of the the ticket that you buy in the first place. Like if you buy a two-day ticket, you have fewer days to use it than if you have like a five-day ticket, right? That's right. So, you know, I will, I mean, I'll just say it out right here. Um, and I can also link to a post where I wrote this up. But basically for one and two-day tickets, you only have two day. Um, you don't get any extra days. So for a one-day ticket, obviously you have to use it on that day. Two-day ticket, you have to use it on two consecutive days, basically. For a three-day ticket, you have five days to use all your tickets, so you have kind of two days of space in between. Four days, you get seven days to use them. Five, you get eight days to use them. Six, you get nine days to use them. Seven, you get 10 days to use them. So basically, from three to seven days, you only get three extra days, like kind of off days that you don't have to use your tickets um, if you want to use up your entire ticket allotment. And then for Eight, nine, and 10 days, you get four extra days. So for eight days, you'll get 12 days to use them. Nine, 13, and 10, you'll get the full two weeks that you used to get. And I think, I mean, I have some theories about why they did this, but I'm curious, Leslie, why do you think they've uh, cut down these kind of ticket windows that you have to use your tickets in? So my cynical answer is that they're trying to keep you on Disney property and prevent you from going down the road to Universal or SeaWorld or Legoland or something like that. Um, because a lot more people, I think, are adding, have been adding those other theme parks into their Orlando vacations. But am I just totally cynical, Joe? No, that's 100% why I think they did it. Uh, you know, basically, you only have two days to go to Universal if you're on a four-day ticket now. Um, or you have to kind of do all your Disney stuff at once and then go to Universal and do your Universal stuff. So I totally think that's why they did it. Because if you think about it, if you had a four-day ticket, you know, I could spend my first two days at Disney World. I could go spend 10 days at Universal and SeaWorld and Legoland or wherever, and then just come back for the last two days at Disney World. Yes, the the battle is is getting serious in Orlando. So, uh, you know, it's only going to get more serious, but that is what it is. But of course, if you do want to have the greater flexibility, that's not totally gone. Is that right? You want to have the 14-day window. Yeah, so that's the interesting thing. That's what I heard. 
that you could pay more to get kind of like the old school tickets. But as of today, when we're recording, like I was poking all over the Disney World website and I couldn't find it. I don't know if you saw differently, but I like I was trying to buy those tickets or at least pretend to buy those tickets. And I couldn't figure that out. Well, I guess we'll have to keep poking and see if that's just a bug or if that's a new feature um, going forward. But my understanding was that, that you could do the upcharge, but maybe that's gone. So yeah, that's, uh, we'll, that's, we'll... that's what I read before. But yeah, I was I was trying to do it. I was like, Disney, let me give you more money. But they wouldn't let me. So that's weird. Very undisney like. Yeah, well, we'll we'll monitor that, and we have a couple days before the uh, show is released, and we'll put it in the show notes as to what the current status is. But wow, that would be that would be a bummer. You would be really a captive, but that could be the case. Yeah, I mean, I wonder. I guess I bet you, if you called, they could give you those. Um, but you know, who calls these days? I don't know. I don't want to wait on hold time. Although the music on hold time is is quite nice when you have to call Disney when it, you do have. It to. is pretty good, although. Not to uh, make fun of American Adventure again, but the last few times I've called, that music has been on repeat. So it's pretty funny. They're they're trying to send you a message, Joe. We need this as a country, you know. We need to come (laughs) together. Okay, so Joe, I buy one of these tickets and I have buyer's remorse. What is the refund policy now under this new system? As it's always been with Disney tickets, you can take the price of your ticket and apply it to another ticket. Um, the one kind of caveat and one kind of change is up until midnight before the day that your first day that you said your vacation was going to be starts, um, you can change the ticket, you can change the date, uh, you can extend the ticket, kind of do whatever you need to do, want to do or need to do. However, the one kind of difference is that, I guess it's not a difference because it never happened before, but the thing that you need to know is that if you, say, bought your tickets for five days on Christmas Day, which is basically the most expensive day. Um, And then you want to change that and change it to a five-day ticket that starts in, say, February. Even though February is cheaper, Disney will not refund you the difference, Um, which can be pretty significant, you know, up to like $35, $40 per ticket from the research that I did. Um, So because of that, what I would recommend is that, you know, you pick, I would start with the cheapest ticket that you're pretty sure that you would use because you can always pay the extra $40 to upgrade it to a ticket that say works on Christmas. But you, if you get that peak day first, you can't downgrade it and get your money back. So that's uh, kind of what I would suggest. But I presume if you want to go Christmas day and you want to make your fast passes for Christmas day, you have to have purchased the ticket for Christmas day. Oh, that's a great question. I, I'm guessing that they have not updated their fast pass system that much yet. Like, and so far, they should only keep looking to see if you have a ticket in order to uh, make a fast pass. But that's pretty interesting. I, I wonder if they will eventually do that. I just, Disney IT is so bad that there's no way that they link those two things yet. That that would be, that's what I would put my money on. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's interesting because if they do get their IT act together, that really can lock in people from some of the games, gamesmanship that I know happens for people booking uh, fast pass reservations sort of earlier than maybe they would be eligible for otherwise. Well, let's hope they haven't gotten their IT together yet, but, um, you know. <laughs> it's going to take years, Joe. Let's just be realistic. Yes. Let's but be realistic. I'm always thinking ahead. I don't, Disney don't get any ideas from me right here. Don't yeah, listen. That's so. okay. They don't listen to us. All right. Okay. Okay. Good. Hi, Joe here. I know I don't normally do this, but I just want to interject since Leslie and I recorded, I did put in a call to Disney and I answered both questions that we had. So the first question, the one you just heard about the fast passes, uh, Disney cast member did confirm with me that 
the FastPass system has not been updated. So basically, in essence, as long as you have a ticket for any day, uh, you'll be able to book your FastPasses out 30 days before or 60 days if you have a hotel stay. Meaning even if I have a ticket for, say, February 2019, I could still book fast passes for 30 days from today um, and then just buy a ticket later to go and use them with. The other thing that I did confirm is that you can buy the flexible day tickets now. What you want to do is after you've chosen your tickets, there are add-ons at the end that you can add, and one of them is flexible date pricing. Um, the flexible date pricing, obviously, how much it adds to your ticket depends on whether you're going during peak times or off times, I saw that at off times it would add about $15 to your uh, daily ticket, and where as at peak times it would just add two to three days. But you know, those two numbers are the same. All right, uh, jumping back out, back to the show. Yeah, so you know, I would suggest so even like I was saying before, you know, let's say you know you're going for a week, you're going to be there for seven days, but you only want to buy a four day ticket. I would suggest if you really are trying to save money, you know, have your ticket start on the Tuesday first, you'll save about you know, two to $3 per day on your ticket. Um, and then when you get there, if you decide you want to go on Sunday, then just upgrade at guest services um, when you actually want to go in the parks. You know, maybe it's not worth that to save the 12 to $15 for your family, but you know, that's kind of up to you. But I will say that if you do book it for the Sunday and you don't decide to go till Tuesday, um, you know, you're not going to get any money back for that. So. All right. So let's talk about, you know, for the average family, did the price of their Disney vacation just go up a lot or... Are some people going to save some money? Like, I don't want to bury the lead. Like, is the sky falling? Because, of course, anytime Disney makes any changes, that is the first response of the Disney fanatics out there. The sky is falling. All right. So what I did for this was, um, so I figured Christmas Day, I assumed Christmas Day was going to be the most expensive day in terms of a average per day price. And so I took that price. I took what Disney said was the lowest average per day price. And then I calculated what the quote unquote average ticket price is throughout the year. What I saw is that the average ticket price for the most part goes up 20 to $30 for both the regular Magic Your Way and the Magic Your Way Park Hopper tickets. Um, and I think that's pretty in line with the general price changes that have happened. There are times where you will actually save money. So like if you, for example, were to go the first week of February in 2019, a four-day ticket for that week is cheaper than it would have been under the old system. Uh, but for the most part, you know, the average ticket prices are going up. So if you're going during off-peak times, you'll probably save money compared to what you paid in 2018 if you went in 2018. But for average times and more and peak times, you know, you'll definitely be paying more. Got it. So it sounds like there's there are some sweet spots for the people who are you know truly the most flexible, but that's usually not many families who are planning around school vacations and things like that. So budget a little more, guys, for that next Disney vacation. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. Like, I think it's important to remember that the peak times aren't necessarily the best times to go to Disney World. They are just the times where the most people are able to go to Disney World, aka school vacation. Um, so you know. None of the peak times, I think, are our favorite time to go, Leslie. But if you have to go, then you know you can expect to pay more. Um, not only more on average, but if you're going peak time, peak time, you'll have to pay like even more than um, in the past. True, and I do wonder what what effect this will have on crowds, if any, because you know plenty of people are just completely inflexible, and they're going to go Christmas week or they're going to go the second week in July, um, no matter what, because that's all the time that they have off. So I know Disney's always trying to sort of manipulate crowd levels, but there's a point at which they can't get any return on that 
um, even by changing pricing to, you know, doubling it because people just can't go other times. Yeah. So I actually thought, and we should say this, I, I actually thought that Disney might try to do an actual dynamic ticket price, ticket price, meaning that, you know, as they sell more tickets for a certain day, that price goes up to kind of curb supply and demand. But Disney has said that, you know, the ticket prices that we see will be the same until the next ticket price change, whenever that is, it's probably in two weeks. Um, just kidding. But, you know, so the prices you see on the website are going to be the prices for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Disney usually has a ticket price increase in around early February. That's been standard the last couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see if they play with these prices at that point in time, if they increase these prices at that point in time. So that that's when I will be watching myself. I'm going to guess yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chance to increase prices yeah. again. But you know, one can always hope. And, uh, you know, the, certainly we, we can predict with, with a lot of certainty here on Disney Deciphered that prices will go up before those two little Star Wars lands open on either coast. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, you can bet the house on that one. And you may have to bet your house <laughs> to uh, be able to afford those tickets. So start saving now, Joe. <laughs> Speaking of price increases, we should also note that the annual pass ticket price has also increased. And um, for those of you who are driving, you should also know that the price of parking at the theme parks has gone up to $25 a day. So those are kind of two, I guess they kind of snuck in under the radar, but those are two ticket price increases that happened as well. That's right. Every little, every little bit is, is creeping up slowly, but surely. So um, I guess the, the final thing we should close with Joe is how can you save money on your tickets? I know you're a big fan of undercover tourists for discount tickets. How does the sort of money saving process work um, now with this this variable multi-day ticket pricing structure that we have? Yeah, so I will say that undercover tourists and mouse savers as of today, October 18th, are still selling their old tickets, um, the ones without a date attached to them. So if you are going in one of those peak times in 2019, I would really suggest buying from them. Hopefully, that'll still be around when this releases on Wednesday, October 24th. Other than that, you know, I do, I still feel like the best way to save money on your Disney vacation and really the best way to enjoy your Disney vacation is to go during those off peak times. You know, pull your kids out of school. You know, I work in a school in my real life and, you know, I would, if I didn't, if I personally didn't have to miss work, to take my kids out of school, I would probably do it, um, you know, over a long weekend or whenever, uh, maybe even take a week. You know, I just think if you really want to save money, that's kind of the way that you have to do it. If you have to, if you do have to go during those peak times, um, you know, I think maybe the best way to save money is, I hate to say it, but pay for less days of a ticket and be more efficient in your actual days in the park. Um, You know, I think what happens is, you know, maybe you used to plan to spend more days at Disney, but, you know, maybe don't. Maybe just be more efficient and have fuller days with the actual days that you're going. I don't know. No, I think that makes sense. There's there's plenty to do also, and we've talked about it on, on other episodes outside of the parks. And if you just consolidate, you know, the, maybe the day that you're going to spend at Disney Springs or the day that you're going to spend more time by your hotel's pool – then there are some efficiencies that you can achieve that way. But yeah, I mean, it, it is nice to be able to go to Disney World for seven days and have a ticket for all seven days. And maybe one day you just go in for two or three hours, but maybe that's not going to be possible 
for families who are looking to really budget for those vacations. Yeah. And the other thing that I'll say is um, if you, I think we said this before, but if you are the type of family that goes once a year, um, you know, do look into an annual pass and just make it so that your two trips have been within 365 days. A lot of times um, you can save money that way. And I updated my uh, annual pass calculator on um, asajoflies.com. So you can throw in some numbers there. Obviously I couldn't account for like every single calendar date, but I use those average prices that I calculated. Have you bought your annual pass yet, Joe? Have you? <laughs> I know you've been working on your wife. Um, yeah, that's not happening. So, oh, <laughs> one day, maybe when Star Wars Land comes around, we can we can. Uh... It's like definitely not happening then, for sure. <laughs> so, oh well, I can dream. Yes, yes, one man's dream to buy a one thousand dollar ticket. All right, so uh, let's get out of here with Disney do's and don'ts. So. Um, I would say that my Disney don't is don't let, this is so corny, but I would say don't let the ticket price increases scare you away from going to Disney world. You know, I honestly, I thought that the price increases were going to be worse. Um, they probably weren't because Disney knew that people were going to need time to adjust to the new system. They probably will get worse in February. Like we, uh, anticipated, but you know, I still think, that uh, Disney World is a valuable and fun uh, place to go for you and your family. Um, and so, you know, I would say don't let this scare you away um, from that. You know, I really didn't have any trouble at all going with the new system. It was an extra click. So I think maybe some casual users will give up. But, you know, for the most part, uh, if you want to go, you should still make sure that, um, you know, you're planning that Disney trip. And I guess I will throw in a Disney do as well. You know, I think this does encourage you to be more forward thinking about your planning and, you know, plan out your year, make sure you know when you're taking that Disney trip. And then that can help you not only to buy your tickets, but in general, that helps you to budget, to save the money that you need um, and to get ready for that trip. So, you know, don't avoid going to Disney world because of this, but do start planning further ahead. And that's what I would say. Great advice, Joe. All right. So that about wraps it up here. If we get any more news on ticketing, we will be sure to let you know if you have news. Um, you can tweet at us at WDWDeciphered or email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes. Other than that, Leslie, I will uh, see you next time at the Ticket and Transportation Center. Thanks, Joe.